Every time I hear that song, Jimi Hendrix style, national anthem, I just love how, you know, those guitars playing, and I'm standing up, and I'm pledging the salute and the flag, pledging. And I think that, you know, it's gotten to a fever pitch in America where I can't even play Jimi Hendrix style national anthem on my podcast yes. without getting tweeted at. Yes. And the only thing I'll say is, first off, we, banned. we're not banned anymore. We got unbanned because we I figured out the hacking thing. And the hacking thing was, it wasn't so much, I thought it was uh, Filipino hackers, but it wasn't. The, what happened was, and... Could have been a 300-pound guy in his mother's basement. Could have been anyone. But it, in fact, what happened was I, I, I remembered my old password and I logged into the dummy account that was linked to the new account. And I accidentally emailed myself uh, a bad link, a link that was basically a virus that I was looking up online how to give someone a virus. And I copy and pasted it. And unfortunately, I was using my dummy account, which was attached to the America's Greatest Rock Band at AOL.com account. And when I emailed myself that virus to check to see if it worked, I clicked on it. Could have happened to anyone. Could have happened to anyone. And so that's how I got hacked. I hacked myself. And uh, on the uh, on the Twitter front, we spoke to Twitter. We at jacked. And he got back to us, and he says, "So he's sorry, a great guy. He's such a great guy. I love his p- platforms." And you know, we were saying, "Jack, you gotta stop shadow banning these types of opinions." And he agreed. And so, uh, moving forward, we're going to make sure we're keeping it to the music. We're not yes, going to be. We don't want. Don't ask us any more about Israel Palestine. We will not comment on it. Any stuff like that, just you can do it our private. In fact, just don't do it to just our private Twitters at all. Just email us or tweet us about music. Maybe we'll start a different show. Maybe we'll start a different show. Because this is a music Israel podcast. Israel Palestine's greatest rock America's band. greatest music rock band podcast. That's what we've been trying to do from the get-go. And we got a lot of people out there that are tweeting at us saying, this show sucks. It doesn't make any sense. You guys are so dumb. And, you know, I welcome debate. The Socratic method is a beautiful way to debate you, but why? It's... I, I, you know, it feels like, and I, and again, I don't want to get into politics because we're you know, apolitical, we're, we're apolitical radical, but it does centrist. seem like liberals are real, uh, oh. uh, uh, apprehensive to j- even, even talking about ideas. So we, I guess we can't talk about ideas at all now. Yeah. So uh, unless it's a band, screw off. No more stuff on Twitter. That's not our band. That's not a band that you want to talk about. And American bands, please. Some of these bands I can't even pronounce. I read all my tweets out loud. I'm sorry. So so this is America's Greatest Rock Band. Yeah. The Internet's only podcast about music where we get to the bottom of who is America's, America's Greatest, greatest rock, rock Band. I'm your host, Drennan. And I'm Seb. And uh, we had a great show for you tonight. Um, we, you know, the last time we talked about money and music and that kind of got us thinking and Dren, yeah. you had an interesting idea. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, a couple episodes ago, we kind of talked about the ad space and this is the ad space and that didn't really work. Nobody, no advertisers have really reached out or uh, tried to, tried to buy, uh, time in that space. So what I thought maybe we could try was, um, what if you, the listener, Today you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you're you're maybe you're making a purchase at a coffee shop on your way to work. Maybe you get to work. You're buying some new headphones on Amazon. Whatever purchase you make today, uh, 
if you wouldn't mind sending an email to that merchant after you've made the purchase and say that the reason you made that purchase was because you heard about that merchant from this podcast and let them know that America's Greatest Rock Band is the reason that you are a patron of that establishment the coffee shop, it's Amazon, you're getting your hair cut. And send us your receipts. Send us your receipts. We need the receipts for tax purposes. And so when you buy an you item... You can CC us on the email. Email or mail it to us. Just but when you buy an item, tell the person you're doing it on behalf of our show. Yeah. And email it and mail us the receipts and then we'll use that. And if, you know, even if you if you make the purchase on some some websites, I can give you like a, a code. It'll give you like a 10% discount. Like if you go to stamps.com, you can put in the code Marin and you're going to get 10% off Stamps. You're gonna get 10% off stamps and um and use those stamps to mail us your receipts. And yeah, just yeah, just cc stamps.com, tell them that you made this purchase, you use the code Marin, and that you heard it from America's greatest rock band. So right. that being said, we have a great guest today. Yeah. One of my one of the a guy I I, I don't really I don't know him very well, but I know of him. He's Twitter verified. Huge. He's a big hotshot guy. And he works for the Daily Show with Trevor Daly. And he is Matt Negrin. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks. Uh, Matt, uh, so you are a politics guy. You're on Twitter. You're doing politics all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to talk politics we're not talk on the show. At all. And we, that's okay. That's fine. We're, it's Negrin, by the way. Matt Na- Negrin. Matt, Matt Negrin. Matt Negrin. Uh, sorry about that. And so, uh, you know, so you work at The Daily Show. What is, what, how, what kind of... What, what, what kind of what kind of band do you think is the greatest American rock band? Um, I have a I guess a kind of a different answer for you guys. Um, That's great, great because we know that it's actually Prince, Prince and Revolution. Prince and Revolution. They okay. really, you you know, when you talk about Prince and you think of things getting like everything, funk music, virtuoso, seventeen Batman. years old, horns. Uh, Purple Rain, Under Cherry, Jimmy Jam, Moon, Jimmy sure. Jam, Jimmy Lewis, Made Movies, Wendy and Lisa, and on Im- his resume, Improv, Live Performances. So that's what music is. That's what music means to us. And that's what Prince is. And so you're going to have a tough time convincing us otherwise. But let's hear your let's hear your take. Let's hear your opinion. America's Greatest Rock Band. What do you think, Matt? My my answer for you is that America's Greatest Rock Band is actually a composer uh, named Antonin Dvorak. Huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. That's and fascinating. Composer is he composed music? He does. So it's like a band. Uh, in a way that he makes music, yes. And then yeah. a a symphony would perform it. A symphony. Symphony's a band. You could consider yeah. a symphony kind of a precursor to a band. Um, and the reason that I I think it's Dvorak is because even though he's not. American. Well, we know Anthony Dvorak, of course, is a Czech composer. Oh, that's interesting. One of the first to achieve worldwide recognition. Huh. Um, sure. Yeah. You that's would agree true. with that? I would agree with that. And so he's Czech. He's Czech. Uh, which is... Verified. Czech is uh, from Czechoslovakia uh, at the time before it was the Czech Republic. This okay. Is, this is the 19th century. Like America is a republic, not, not a, a democracy. democracy. Um, in a way, I guess the Republic part of it applies. Yeah. So the, before it was the Czech Republic, it was Czechoslovakia. He's from Czechoslovakia 
And he right. came to America in the 1890s. And started a rock band. Uh, no, he composed um, a piece called the New World Symphony, uh, which is considered to be one of the greatest pieces of music ever written about America. And okay. what's really interesting about the time that he came here and how he wrote it was that he incorporated a lot of um, African-American folk tunes and uh, Native American folk tunes into the symphony. Oh. And so a lot of people consider that the first expression of this kind of school of American music. And right. And credit so, to Vorjak. Exactly. That. So instead of giving the credit to African-Americans or Native Americans... Dvorak comes along Cheka. and he's the guy that sh- should be getting recognition for these people's songs in in some very controversial ways. Sure. You could you could frame it like that. Great. No, I think that that makes sense. Yeah, so that seems very American. So Amer- African-American, Native American, Dvorak Sh- in Czech that order. American. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. African-American, Native American, Velvet Underground, ZZ Top, Ramon, Talking Heads, Talking Heads, Paramore, Nirvana. Prince. Prince. Coat hangers. And now Dvorak comes along Mm -hmm. and he brings all these together. Dvorak brings kind of the music at the time. So this was before, obviously, this was before Prince and the coat hangers and Paramore. This is is many decades before. Sure. And a decade, you know, is like, you know. Decades. We all know decades. Decades. Uh, yeah, it's a, decades uh, is a, it's a lot of years. Many years. Many years. Yeah. Yes. yes. So probably about 70 years before, uh, 70 or 80 years before Prince. Before um, Prince. Okay. But so about Velvet Underground velvet time. Under- so we're talking Velvet area. Vel- the Velvet the era. A lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot of time before that too. This is like the late 19th century. So like 1892. Okay. Uh, and okay. Oh, I think so. You ni- said 19th. Century. Yeah, you said 19th century, but then you said 18. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. 19th century. 19th century. You said 19th okay. century, but then you said 1892. So right. So so I'm hearing yeah you know, hearing, two different numbers. I, I understand it's contradictory a little bit. I understand the confusion. So the 19th century is actually 1800 to 1899. <laughs> right. Okay. If you right. say so. No. Yeah. I I heard about that somewhere in a magazine. Okay. Yeah. The 20th century would be 1900 Hundreds. to 1999. Oh yeah. Okay. And so we're he currently comes in the twenty first century. First century. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So and he comes along. So he and then, and then now he comes along. Right. And so he writes this piece of music. Uh, he's living in actually he's living in New York City, um, where we are now. Okay. Not too far from here. He's Is right across right? the river in in the Lower East Side, East Village. What's now the East Village? And okay, he lives there he, for four years. And he wrote about the New York experience. Andy Warhol's factory. CBGB. N- uh, no, uh, he wrote about. A lot of American culture at the time. Um, he was asked to come here by a conservatory. And a conservatory is like a uh, kind of like a school, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know where people know learn about music, right? All so, about. So he comes at the request of a conservatory, and over four years he writes a lot of American music. What's what's kind of at the time heralded as American music because of its use of. Native American uh, African, sounds African-Americans. and African American folk tunes, um, like for example, "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot" is a uh, is a is a gospel, um, mm-hmm. and you know how that goes. That's like a 
like a very famous gospel. Yeah, you know, swing, yeah. kind of like swing low, sweet Yep. Yeah. Like something like that. So the beginning of that was kind of like that, but then you started singing what sounded like uh, Nirvana. Nirvana. Interesting. And so and, he kind of okay. got some Nirvana were kind of rubbed off There's on influence him. because they influenced a lot of different styles of music in Sure, America. sure. And, and I would argue that Dvorak actually influenced them because he came before them. So that's how influence works. Okay. So that the okay. Yeah. Thing that comes first influences the later. Dvorak okay. so, influenced Nirvana directly. Nirvana was. I agree with that. I agree with but, that. Yeah. That makes sense to you, me. I mean, I would argue that Dvorak influenced all, all American music. Okay. Okay. So and that includes Nirvana. Sure. So, all right. Okay. Well, so in a way, yeah. so he comes along. He comes and along. He starts playing African music, and so uh, well, he starts playing. His own, he writes his own music that incorporates some African American folk tunes. I wouldn't call it African music. Africa is a uh, continent, a different continent. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, of course. Yes. Of course. And America is part of different North America. From that. mm-hmm. it's different That's a from different Africa. continent. Yeah. 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 So when, so African American refers to people who uh, came from Africa to America. Okay. And, and then became American. Oh. So they're African American. And descendants of those people are also referred to as African Americans. I'm glad you're okay. the one describing this. Okay. Yeah, you thank said you. it. Not this me. is good. Yeah, this is a good. No, you're. This is a good. Thank you for telling well, us that. I'm here. So yeah. No, you're here. Yeah, yeah. I am here. You're, we're all here. Yeah. Okay. And so Dvorak is here. Matt Negan said it. Matt Negan said it first, and he starts. And you said he wrote music. He did. So the way that writing music. Uh, before computers worked was like Velvet Underground used computer, Nirvana used computer, Prince used computer. computer. Probably, probably not so much. Um, but oh. be- let's say before electricity. How about that? So this is before electricity. Now that's interesting. That's fascinating because mm-hmm. many of these bands we talk about, mm-hmm. they use instruments that in some way use electricity. Yes, rock. What? Yes, rock music. What is electricity? So. Electricity is energy that's uh, <laughs> elemental. <laughs> electricity is generated from a power plant okay. and then distributed to now appliances this, and is devices. This, is this a plant like from which you can get an apple? Is this a plant like from which you would find right? No uh, flowers. Um, so, a plant like, is, is a, it like an electricity plant? It's uh, somewhere in between those two, I guess. A plant is a plant is a homonym, uh, so it can mean different things. So, okay, right, okay, no, right. so yeah, we know what homonym is, right, uh, right. So he comes along and he he's oh, bringing electricity. So, so divorce he brings shock. electricity to America. Uh, he does not. This is before electricity. Gotcha. Um, okay. This is around the time when people listen to music live, not on CDs. Like Prince. Yes. Live yes. performance. Prince was an improviser. And uh, he did a lot so of live performances. And correct. he would make it up as he went. Yeah. That's correct. That does not happen in... He's not from the UCB. That is he also He was correct. in Minneapolis. That's right. And so Dvorak... Dvorak is, is from neither of those places either. He's from very far away. He's from... 
Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. Czech Republic. Czechoslovakia. Before it was the Czech Republic, which was, I believe, in 1989. Oh, and so he left, uh, and it became Czech Republic after he because he left. No, uh, they had a revolution. Uh, they had a kind of a, a bloodless revolution. Oh, um, that's good. I think it was called the Velvet Revolution. Velvet oh, Underground. Oh, Velvet Underground. That's it where they all pro- comes. It back. all comes back all together. Comes back. Hey, maybe they're the greatest of American rock. Band. No, they're number ten. So. We have, so Dvorak, I'm sorry, Dvorak comes over. Mm-hmm. He's writing music about America. That's correct. Which is the country he's living in now, which is the country we live in now. That's correct. Some say. And he use, he doesn't use electricity. Correct. And he's using folklore from African American, Indian American. Live instruments. And those instruments are also, maybe they cross over into what the African Americans Indian Americans would have used bassoon, trum, didgeridoo, keyboard. Not a didgeridoo, not a keyboard, but a kind of drum. Yes, a bassoon. Yes, yeah. Uh, so he comes along, and what about his music? Do you think rep- emula- represents what America is? Because a lot of people would say America is anti-establishment. It's uh, uh, sleepy drum major minor chords lyrics are America brown M and M's. They are bands that catalyze the sound wave of rock and roll. Boogie blues, the ethos of leftist mainstream. I don't like that one. Charged aesthetic, and it smells like Teen Spirit. So I would say that Dvorak adds this feeling of openness, of imagination, of the frontier, of um, kind of natural beauty, okay, and new types of rhythm that previously had not really been in the mainstream. Like we're talking drums. In some ways, he uses uh, drums. An interesting rhythm on drums. Yes, he uses. Native American, a Native American style of drumming in a lot of the uh, this New World Symphony. And by the way, New World refers to America because in Europe, which is another old world, that's the old world. That's another continent right, that yes. he came from. So the symphony, which is called From the New World, is him kind of writing about this experience of living in the New World, which is America, which is okay. where we are. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. So that's very interesting. That's cool. So I'm hearing this, and it's a very compelling argument. It's a very, it's a very strong argument you made. I feel like I need to hear the actual sounds. So uh, we kind of scoured the internet. We hit the message boards. We hit all the fan, all the fan pages, mostly on YouTube. And I, I'll be honest. I thought for a long time that Dvorak was a heavy metal band. It sounds like very heavy metal. I was kind of surprised to hear hear what it was, but we found this song, and we think that this is maybe the quintessential uh, Dvorak song. Um. And of course, this is Arthur. Jazz Minuetude number one by Dvorak, Jazz of a Minuetude. And so, yeah, and this I is, hear what you're saying with I those drums. Exactly African and drumming. So, Sweet chariot. So this is um, American frontier. So 
that's not Antonin Dvorak, who is a composer in the 19th century. That's um, a jazz composer uh, whose last name is also Dvorak, but his first name is Milan. That's a different... You've played uh-huh. a jazz song, which is interesting because I, I believe that Antonin Dvorak did influence the jazz movement and the blues movement and like wow almost this guy did a lot. this guy works real this guy worked overtime it sounds yeah, it like. but that is all yeah so but well it's cool Without to listen electricity? to jazz uh, right yeah and and it, it's certainly cool to listen to with that jazz piece but that's not that's actually not the and that's by arthur which is an interpretation of um milan milan dvorak arthur covers it so that's a looks to be a Maybe an eight-year-old boy playing piano. Who he's probably Ar- that's, that's that's probably, probably Arthur. That's probably Dvorak, or that's what he looks. Like. Yeah, that's what, that's so, what he would look. No, like. so that's a that's a boy whose name is Arthur, and and he and he or his parents probably uploaded that to YouTube and put his name on it so that he could be like, I played this. But that's not Dvorak, Dvorak at all. was a young boy when at, he wrote all of these songs. He was a seventeen-year-old virtuoso. No, he was like Prince. No, he was a father he had a family maybe um, a boy uh, fathers were much children. younger historically fathers were much younger he was probably I think he was in eight, his i think he was in his 30s or 40s old. when he wrote the, okay so this is a divorce act. maybe this it's his son or grandson a divorce uh, not related probably at all um okay Could be a son uh this, yeah, this is, is totally unrelated. But, but the music is Dvorak. The music is a different Dvorak. Um, but again, if I if I wanted to stretch it, I would say that, yeah, Dvorak did influence a lot of jazz music. Uh, okay. he, he brought kind of this like emotive um, and, and newly American music into the mainstream. I mean, when it debuted in 1895, the New York Times said it was so nice to finally have, I'm paraphrasing, um, that's when you don't quote yeah. someone. No, we know it paraphrasing. Okay. Yeah, we're, just, we, we're we, more USA Today. We do a lot of, of para more too. Yeah. So um, the New York Times would say that it it was nice to like finally have a a school of American music, like a real American feeling around mm. music that they didn't have unified before. Because school of rock, school of rock, and New York Times is kind of like the billboard of the past. The New and York they would rank music like right. Pitchfork, Billboard, but they're YouTube, failing. Spotify. So they've been replaced by Pitchfork, YouTube, Rolling Stone, YouTube, Billboard. And so, if YouTube were to write a review about one of the Dvorak's, I mean, it seems like it's the same guy, it's just a different first name. But if YouTube were to write a review about Dvorak, about Arthur playing Dvorak, it would be this song represents America. Um, I would agree. I don't know about that, but any reviewer can have their opinion that might be someone that's not not my opinion huh, huh. um i would okay. i would i don't really i also haven't watched this full video of this little boy arthur playing i'll send it to you yeah I could i'll email it, it to you don't click the first link because i i didn't figure out how to remove the virus link the it's, virus link is actually in the signature yeah on the email and so i didn't know how to remove any it. of that stuff don't click my name it's all hyperlink Okay. It's a mess, uh, but I'll I'll email you the Arthur Jazz Minuetude Number One by Dvorak, okay. and you can and I'll, and I'll put it out on Twitter too, so everyone can. We we're gonna start doing that. We're gonna start putting out all the songs that we play on Twitter. Please don't comment about the song that we're putting on Twitter uh, politically. Please, guys, we're in a clump of trouble. We're in so much heat right now. 
just say if you like it or not, but please stop talking about the Israel-Palestine conflict. Please. We will no longer respond or retweet. It's not what the meme meant, so I thought... It, we, it was a different it, meme. It's a different... It was a, I completely interpreted that meme differently, and um, I guess that's why they say, you know, things have dual meanings. I was trying to go to that Because I only got one of them. Anyway... Well, thank you so much. I think I think we can go ahead and call it. Uh, Matt, thank you so much. Dvorak. Dvorak, an underdog. Because, you know, when you look at America's Greatest Rock Bands, because every once in a while I have YouTube America's Greatest Rock Band. You have to. And Dvorak doesn't, he doesn't make his name a lot in the list, but He's, he is there. And you made a really compelling point for him. Thank yeah. You. I would argue that modern... American music might not exist without Dvorak. And that's why oh I think goodness. he's wow. and so he's the greatest. So mo- he he exemplifies modern American, American music. music. He influenced modern American he music. He invented modern He's American part music. of modern American music. He contributed music. to a series of new ideas in American music that brought about what we listen to I today. I saw a movie. I'm just remembering. I saw a movie about this guy where he invents, right? Where he invents an electric guitar. Is that right? Yes, it, it is right. It was called Young Einstein. Uh, and he came over from old country. He came to New World. And and his name was Sheldon. Young Maybe. And I don't remember it that well. But, uh, yes. But he makes the electric guitar and changes uh, music landscape. He says he calls up his brother and he says Hey, it's me. You know that new electric guitar you're looking for? I got it. And now it's at the Met. That's right. Did you know that there's a Met event going on there's right a, now? You Matt? can see so many guitars at you the Met right now. You can see the guitars of um, Van Halen. Eric Clapton had an African-American guitar. That's right. And I guess Dvorak had a couple African-American guitars as well. <laughs> I don't think he had any guitars. The guitar was not invented. Uh, well, maybe it was invented, but the electric guitar certainly was not invented. Because no electricity. Was, right. Electric guitars use electricity. Right. That makes sense. Well, well Matt. It's official. It's, it's final. Official. I think America's Greatest Rock Band. It's Dvorak. Milan Dvorak. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you sure. could find. Is there anything you want to plug? Mm, no. Great. Well, thank fantastic. you. What? No, I was saying fantastic. Uh, tweet at us. Uh, we're looking for... get. Uh, we have the next 18 episodes are booked, but after that, we're looking for guests to come on, come on to make to your case for America's Greatest Rock Band. At America's Great E1 is our Twitter. And That's the only one they could give us. Jack, please give us the name that we initially asked for. It's very confusing, but thank you for lifting the shadow band. We love you, Jack. We love Praise you, Jack. Up. We love what you represent. Tweet us at your favorite. Say it again, Dren. At America's Grady One. And you'll tell us your favorite rock band and just keep it to music and we won't have a problem. Thank you so much. Have a great night. I love you. And we're going to play it out with a new song and it's Arthur. Arthur.